Well, hey there, fellow streakers. How are you today? We are so excited to have with us a very special guest. He wrote the foreword to the book. He's a primary author on the Four Disciplines of Execution, which is the best-selling book on execution in the world. We are so excited to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris McChesney is with us today. Let's start streaking, shall we? This is great. Seriously, we need background music. Where's the Chicago Bulls entrance music? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of any basketball game. I know. I get so I'm such a little kid. I get so hyped when they when they do that at the beginning. I love that. We need that. Chris, we're so happy to have you today. And um, you know, obviously there's a lot that we can talk about today, and there are so many things that we want to cover off with what you do with execution, the four disciplines of execution, how long you've been involved with that. But I think what we need to do, first of all, is we need to go and talk just a little bit about you as far as, give us a little bit of flavor as far as you, your family life, how many kids you have, everything that's going on there, because I think that'll add a little bit of flavor the, the to what we're going to be talking the about. The quickest way to get to know me is to know that I am right now on with two of my very favorite people in the world, okay? So right back we, were, we weren't just fast friends, we were fast best friends. Yes. And um, um, yeah, the only person we're missing right now is my wife. And so, I know. Yeah, the, the four of us have been buds for a, a long, long time. We have many adventures together. Um, their, their, their daughter, who is uh, best friends with my daughter, talked me out of committing a felony once. Uh, you know, it's, we got great stories. <laughs> that is the truth. I forgot that she did talk to I, you I, That day, I understood the power of Lily. I really got what she brought. She brought it. I was not gonna pull. I was not gonna pull the plug on that sheriff's boat and uh, uh, that. Uh, that you were thinking Jeff about I, it though. That well, Jeff well, I, early, I had the whole plan. I had the. I had the. the, the we got to tell the story to, now because everyone. I was wonder, ready all to the sink the sheriff's wonder, boat. The story? And yeah. I know. I know. Lily talked me down. Let's just say it included Florida. Some illegal splashing, a ticket. Some, Chris and I were on the ocean. Runners. We had rented wave runners. Chris and I were on the ocean. We'd wait. We had rented wave runners, and we were just tooling around out there and having some fun. And the sheriff thought that we were trying to splash each other, which in Florida, I guess, is illegal. a illegal Every, act. Everything else ocean. in the world is okay in Florida. <laughs> But splashing each other in the mo in the ocean with wave runners—that's not. So the yeah. sheriff he came over, he pulled us, uh, he pulled us over in the ocean, in the ocean. and we had to follow. You're him the in. only two people. Do you remember I know. this, Chris? We had to follow. Oh, no, he threw, him it was in. like two hours. He ruined our whole afternoon. <laughs> he did. This is the, uh, why. And I knew where the I knew where the plugs on that boat were. That was about this a, is when that I was about a ninety thousand dollar boat that was going to the bottom. I was hot. It was going to the bottom of that bay at two in the morning. He yeah. was very hot. This is when I learned Jeff and Chris can't be left alone. Yeah, we even on the allowed. ocean they'll get pulled over. Yeah, yeah. So we've had parental uh, adult parental supervision, supervision since then. ever since. Well, what we want to talk today about <laughs> is a little bit about um, Chris. We want to learn a little bit, and for our streakers out there, talk to us a little bit about your work with the Four Disciplines of Execution, because that is the best-selling book in the world on execution, and you've done a lot of work there. And really, the work that you did there was some of the impetus to what we do in streaking. I mean, it was the the genesis, the seeds of what it was that we do in streaking. So talk to us first about that, and then we can move into a little bit more about uh, how you use streaking today and some of your views Yeah, on yeah. So, so 30 years with Stephen Covey's organization, Franklin Covey, 20 of those years was focused on this one idea. And I love this, I love this thought that it's better to fall in love with a problem than to fall in love with a solution. And the problem that we fell in love with was how to execute on an organizational strategy, a plan that was going to require a change in people's behavior. So you're probably streakers, you're probably already going, oh, okay, I can see how, I can see the impetus for this right now. So, so um, this idea of, of achieving a breakthrough result that required a significant change in human behavior, a high degree of engagement, started this work. And we've worked with, over 20 years now, we've worked with 4,000 organizations uh, all over the world. We've, we're on the second edition of the book. Uh, um, the first edition came out um, 11 years ago, and it's been, a, it's been a, just a tremendous ride 
Um, Jeff and I got connected. How long ago, Jeff, now is it? Is it? Oh, I think we're 11 years. Almost, yeah. Yeah, 10, 11 years. Yeah, yeah. Now? So right about the same time. So the execution work's been going on for 20. Jeff uh, um, and I connected at about the, about the same time that the book was coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, um, you know, this, this uh, you know, it continued to snowball. And the whole 20 years, it's not like we had an idea and we've been running that idea for 20 years. We've been continually refining that idea. And the, the f sort of the foundational concept is that there are, and I think this will be a nice bridge into streaking, Jeff. You can, you can sort of pick up on the other side of this. The foundational idea is that there are two forces in our lives that are sort of at odds. And on one side is all of the work associated with just maintaining our lives the way we want them. Okay. On the other side um, might be that really significant breakthrough objective that that we want to that we want to achieve. And the point was that the day job, maintaining all the things that we have to maintain on a day-to-day -day basis, is so riddled with immediacy and urgency that it tends to suffocate a significant breakthrough. So if you've ever been um, in a situation where weeks are going by and you're as busy as you can be or your team is as busy as they can be and yet you don't feel like you're getting any progress on the big thing because the day-to-day -day life support is suffocating it yeah. um that's what our work is about was all about how do you how do you make this thing actually happen and then jeff people kept asking if i'm gonna bridge to you right now people kept asking well yeah but what about what about help with my day job? Like that's not going so good. It's I mean, still I the get, day job. I get that there's this other thing that's really significant. But hey, man, like life support, like let that that, and this really is more important, right? Life support. I always think about going to the emergency room. If you ever go to the emergency room, like the last time I was in the ER, I had a kidney stone. That was my like shutting off that pain was my breakthrough result. <laughs> Like, make it go I, away. If you've never had a if you've never had a kidney stone, they're not exaggerating. It's it's all that five stars. And worse. Yeah, it was. I when it came on, I knew immediately it was a kidney stone, and I actually started to laugh a little bit. I was like, oh, 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 oh I know what this is. So this is what they're telling. So this is what childbirth is like. <laughs> right? So then, but then the laughter stopped. Then it was then it was a lot of crying after that. Um, so anyways, I go into the emergency room and, and what, you know, what dawned on me was they don't want to talk about my kidney stone because that kidney stone isn't going to kill me. But if I go into shock, they could have issues. And so they talked about my blood pressure and my heart rate and all the elements associated and my temperature and all those kind of things. That's life support. And so Jeff, as, as we were going down this road and Jeff took to this, Jeff immediately became one of our, our, our more in-demand and successful consultants and threw himself into this work, but then you started to have an observation, and I'll, I'll let you pick up on, on that side. Well, and the observation came but with, uh, with Jamie and I really looking at this together and talking about how there's got to be something within this framework as far as uh, the whirlwind of activity that we've got going on that there is, there are, and to use a little bit of the words that we use in the four disciplines, there's urgent things and there's non-urgent things both in the world of breakthrough results and also in the world of the whirlwind there's urgent and non-urgent things that i need to be doing and the whole idea that that we started to talk about is how do we keep our motivation toward the things that are really important you know let's talk about falling in love with a problem falling in love with the problem of motivation inside of a whirlwind of activity with right. things that aren't inherently yes. urgent. urgent or they're not acting or, on you yes yeah. yes exactly and that's where we started to, Jamie and I really started to talk about streaking. I mean, and what that was and how, and how you move things that you really want in your life, but are not going to be inherently those, urgent. Those things that are so important and, and that, that are important, but you don't want them to get to the place that they're urgent because you've ignored them so long that now it's threatening. So I think like exercise. Yeah, they you know get I mean? urgent Exercise you, is right. important, but if it's ignored, it can become urgent because now... <laughs> You know, now it's become life-threatening and you need right, to do something to change. And right, so right, those things right. that were like, we want to get this place where we have these things that are so important and, and need to be a part of our life. 
consistently a part of our life, even though so much of life is taken up with those things that are urgent and life support or day job or just needing to be done all the time. And and what was, I remember like, I, it may have, there may have been conversations before this, but I remember having breakfast with you and I can see it in my mind. It's like a white restaurant. We're having breakfast and you're telling me about this thing that you're doing. Right. <laughs> and you'd already been streaking for a while. Um, and, and one of the disciplines in, um, in the four disciplines of execution is create a cadence of accountability. And that actually, that's sort of the, that's like the, maybe the grandfather of streaking, you might yes, say, right? And I, I don't yeah. take credit for this one. This one, this one came from Sean Covey. I don't know if you know I the story know behind this. No, what's this? the story behind Yeah, that? it's actually, it's kind of a spiritual story. I love it. So he um, he really was stuck on the. This was before I got involved with four disciplines. I sort of took it over, but it, it, it I wasn't I didn't give it its birth. It wasn't even called the four disciplines of execution. It was called the lining gold for results. But there were these four steps, but they they it wasn't coming together for them. Their original hypothesis, and so Sean um, Sean Covey, who is um, a best-selling author in his own right, and he's the son of Stephen R. Covey, who wrote Seven Habits. Sean wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, and he was really involved in this project. Sean just decided to make it a God thing. And so he, um, he goes uh, to his temple, and um, he's a member of the, uh, of the LDS church, and he just went just to meditate. And there was something that was said in that um, religious service that reminded him about a pattern of accountability. Oh, wow. Right? And right. so he got this insight, and this is how he started to create a cadence of reporting and a cadence of accountability. So that's where, that's where discipline for, that's why I was so willing to have him on the book because we had done, you know, he'd been out of the cycle for about 10 years and we brought him in to be part of the book because I, I knew that he had had such an integral role in the original creation. But this weekly rhythm was so inherent in human behavior. And so when I listened to Jeff for the first time talk about streaking, it was one of those moments where you realize, oh, there's a new application of a true principle. Mm-hmm. And you had taken, you had gravitated to that true principle, or Jamie had. I don't know who who originally. I know there's a mix in this thing right now. But you'd been doing this, and and as soon as I heard it, I thought, oh yeah, that's that that's that application, on the on the other side, on the on the day job side. That's really fascinating. I I you had not ever shared that story with me before. I never knew I that told, with this I would, have, I would have bet money that I had. But I love that I love that I got to do this uh, on this podcast. Right now, right now on the podcast, fully revealed new story that I had not heard about before. Yeah, it's all we're just it's season. they're total transparency now, folks. The kimono's open. <laughs> <laughs> Don't close your eyes, bad visual. <laughs> So, because one of the things with discipline number four, a cadence of accountability, is all about the consistency of that meeting happening every single week. And I, and I think that that's what, as Jamie and I talked about it, that's what we gravitated towards, is this idea of not, a lot of people will talk about consistency, which I, I do a little bit of a separation here, and we talk about this quite a bit, is there's consecutive behavior, things that I do every day, every week, every month. And then there's consistency in the behavior. How I might do that behavior may be consistent. But if it's not consecutive, I'm not going to get the power of the compound interest over time. Does that make sense? I like that. Consecutive. Yeah, that's a great term. That's a great term. Yeah, I totally got that. So as you look at it, if I'm not having consecutive weekly meetings, I can be consistent in the meeting itself. We always do the same things. We get, we review the thing. But if it's not consecutive, you lose all the power of it. All, all of it's gone at that point. And, and I think that that is where I started to look in my own life. I could be consistent at, for example, reading a particular genre of book that helps me in my consulting. But if I wasn't consecutive in nope. doing that every single day, it wouldn't have the impact or the benefit. I mean, Jamie, do you see a similar thing? Yeah. And I've seen it in 
in in my own personal life that 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 needing to have in fact we were talking about it with um with i was talking about with katie the other night when she was talking about a um exercise program that she's working on and that they have a private Facebook group that they all talk with each other about so that they kind of keep each other motivated and ask questions. And she was saying how much she would love it if all of these women that were working on this this exercise program together, because they're all um, like moms that are dealing with postpartum and kind of getting back into shape after having gone through all of the, the changes of pregnancy and labor. And she said, if they could have a streak that that because part of what they have to do is these abdominal exercises and the basic abdominal exercise that she wants them to do every day is a breathing exercise that Katie says if you do eight of these breathing exercises every day it takes like less than half a minute and and she was saying I wish that these women could set this streak around these abdominal breaths every day because then they wouldn't have those times that they get on and and, and say well I missed yesterday and I missed the day before, but I'm, I'm back on, I'm, 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 I'm recommitted. And, and we were just talking about if you have that streak, you've got that floor that, so you may, you know, as a mom, as a new mom, especially things happened and you didn't get to do the full abdominal exercises that you wanted to do that for that day, but you did those breaths, you stood on the floor and that floor, you can stand on that floor for a couple of days till you get to that day where you can reach for the bar again, where you can reach a little bit more and do a little bit more than what you usually do. But you don't have that feeling of having to start over or that feeling of like, oh, I missed a day. Instead, when you've got a streak, you're like, okay, I didn't do as much as I, as I wanted to, but I didn't miss a day. I still, I still right. did my breathing exercise. So I, I got that to, floor. You don't ever have to climb out of that you don't, pit of discouragement. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, floor, the floor is here. That's sort of that minimum streak level. Yep. But if you break that streak... This is where human performance really falls off and you have to, it takes enormous energy to overcome all the self-doubt and the discouragement exactly. and everything else. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful, Jamie. So it was just especially, and, and as I was talking to it, it really spoke to me because as, as a new mom, that is something you really do have to fight is that feeling of discouragement because <gasps> so much of your day is spent doing such basic things like wow i didn't even shower today and so you fight those you're playing defense the whole day the whole day and <laughs> you know what you're is doing. on offense and you are on defense <laughs> you know what you're doing is important but at the end of the day you're like i don't have anything to show for what i've done except that my children are still alive <laughs> and so so it just as she was talking it just really gave me a visual of what it's like in these different times of life to be able to have a floor. And Jeff, I was going to tell you, I was like, I really think we should talk about floor days and bar days. Cause oftentimes people say, well, a streak, you know, that's a pretty low bar. We're like, it's not even a bar. It's the floor. It, it, I mean, it's the floor so that you can have days that you reach for the bar. Cause the bar is something you're reaching for. So I just, I, I really love this concept of, of not having been... to start over every day and that consecutive gives that to you. I, I've been living on that. Like after the, oh, Omicron, so my business, like I, I talk to large audiences for a living or I did before yes. COVID. <laughs> right? And it keeps like, it it's keeps, coming my back. Business, like, oh yeah, that's what you say. It opens up and then it closes. Then it opens up and then it closes. Then it opens up, but the phone doesn't ring. And it's like, I, I have to mentally detach myself from external validation. Hmm. Right? I've, if my... If my sense of, of security and self-worth comes from my business and from external validation, then I'm a wreck. Yeah. And one of the things that streaking does, I think goes to one of Stephen Covey's core ideas. Covey said that your, your sense of self-worth needs to come to your adherence to your values. And he, yeah. he referred to that as it being intrinsically validated. And what I've noticed is, and he had a term for it, he called it the private victory. And when I can click off the streaks for a day, Natalie and I, my daughter's a big streaker, we will text each other when we, when we click off the streaks. I, even if the phone didn't ring, even if nothing's going on on the right side, Jamie, it's what you said. I got a floor and I, and I've, I okay, I, I'm not going to get into discouragement. I'm not going to allow external, val, 
external issues to discourage me. I got my floor. That, that I think that has maybe the most personally impactful part of the work that you two have done. And which is what you talked about in the forward. And in fact, I don't know if I've told you this, but we get a lot of people responding to us about how much they enjoyed your forward in the book, talking about intrinsic and extrinsic mm -hmm. motivation and validation. And, and you tell them about the hot tub when they say that? <laughs> See, I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, boy. So it's like the outside visual. It's not always water with us, but, but, but we were, there, was a, there was a hot tub. Involved. Here's what was happening. I was in the hot tub with Chris. Our families were on vacation. Thank you. Yeah, let's yeah. thank you. Thank let's, you for saying let's that. that because the other part didn't sound right. No, these guys, these couples are very close. <laughs> we were on vacation in Florida that our daughters had set up. You remember they they both yeah they, they pick out the whole. Tub. I know we're just at, we're at their whim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're down there, and um, Chris and I, well, all of us were. I think we're in the hot tub, around the hot tub, whatever it was. Anyway, we were talking about streaking. And I was explaining the concepts and Jamie was adding in information and we were talking to it. And then, Chris, you, you got to tell the story about the, the mirrors at the fun house, because that's really what. Yeah, that's kind of really related to this. Yes, yeah, thank yes. you. Yeah. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. And it's funny because I keep thinking I'm keep thinking we're, I'm reliving this experience, but I've had this experience before. And this was the kind of the start of some of that. So Covey's analogy, which really. Stephen Covey made a real big impact on me on my early 20s. And this is why I this is why I followed him and stowed away in his organization without being paid for months. And I was a groupie. But like, I'm a groupie. I'll do a, anything to be a part I'll of it. I'll do anything please. to be part of this. Right? So uh, they had to call me into HR four months later. They're like, we just figured out you don't work here. Like, there, kid, <laughs> there are minimum wage laws. We could be sued. You can't just keep showing up. Oh, and there's no internship. We looked that up too. We made up the internship. <laughs> oh, and you don't work for the Daily Herald. That, that article, I mean, we're glad they printed the article you wrote, but you're not employed by the newspaper. That's all, oh, the that's all true, by the way. There's no exaggeration there. That's so, amazing yeah. that you did all that to get a well, job. I didn't to, have to Lily to talk Frank me out of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so, but here's the point: extrinsic validation, G getting, and it's so common. It's the norm, um, especially as as we mature in life and and at immature levels, we get our validation as a person based on how other, how, sometimes on how how we're seen by others, and. It's not an accurate portrayal of who we are. And it's, it's Covey's analogy, which was beautiful, is that it's like trying to get an assessment of who you are by looking at the mirrors at a funhouse, at a carnival, right? They're, they're distorted. And if we get our sense of self-worth from other people's opinion, then you know, and we subject ourselves to this external validation, um, we, we lose all control in life. And it, 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 it's, a, it's a huge obstacle. And, and sort of, you know, Covey's whole idea about the first three habits creating a sense of independence, where you're, in, you're not dependent on other people's validation. It really shows up around whether you're extrinsically or intrinsically validated. So intrinsically validated means, yeah, people might like me today or they might not like me today. Or I, and, and with social media, wow, this is an overdrive right now. That's what I was thinking too, exactly. Right? That's the first thing that comes to mind. But if I'm intrinsically validated, then yeah, there's all that external stimula that's coming at me. But like you just said, Jamie, if I hit my floor, Covey called it the private victory. Mm-hmm. And I've got that. Like now, all right, I can't go below the floor. If something good happens, great. But I'm, I got my floor. I gotta stay here. And and by I the way, I love that. Oh, go, go, oh, go go, no, no, no. Go, go ahead. Covey not only talked about the importance of moving from a sense of dependence to independence, but the big idea behind Seven Habits, if you're not familiar with it, is that it's only people who are independent emotionally and not attached to the social mirror that have effective relationships with other people. If you really? are emotionally dependent, you sabotage your relationships. 
And Interesting. a really healthy relationship is a choice that an emotionally independent person makes. So what you may not realize by streaking is that you're building the emotional foundation necessary to improve the relationships that you have with other people. That's really good. I'm thinking, so- This is the piece of seven habits nobody sees. Like they get lost in the habits, but it's the maturity continuum that is so, re that's what really hooked me on his work. Yeah, is the ability to have. Well, and I, I'm thinking, as you're talking about a fun house, I'm thinking of those mirrors and in one mirror, it makes you super, super skinny. And then in the next <laughs> mirror, it makes thing. you super, super fat. And then in the next mirror, your head is like a pin. And then in the oh, next no. mirror, your head is like ginormous. And I thought, if you are making decisions based on those things that you're seeing, then, then yeah, you're going to sabotage all kinds of things because in one moment, your head is really big and you're making decisions on that. And the next moment, your head is super small and you're making decisions on that. But the, the whole point is that none of it is reality. None of it is real. And so now you're making actions and decisions based on something that, that isn't its perception. There's no reality to it. This is really fascinating. I've just been thinking it through everything that you just talked about. And one of the areas of streaking that I think about quite often is the area of when you get the private victory, the self-credibility that mm -hmm. comes with it. You know, as we talk to new and burgeoning streakers, ones that are just starting out, they're starting their first or their second streak. Many times they'll start a streak and it will be hard and they won't keep the streak alive. And what happens is they start to look at it and say, well, I can't do anything because they think that what they've done, because the first law of streaking being make it laughably simple yeah. is they've already broken the first law. And right. so now I'm going to, I, I start to doubt my own self credibility and then maybe doubt the tools or, or the frameworks or the principles. There's just a lot of doubt, a lot of doubt that comes in. But when you truly set it up as laughably simple, for example, writing at least one sentence daily, and I've seen this more times than not. As soon as they hit about 60 to 70 days of doing that consistently, a door unlocks inside of them. And all of a sudden they realize I can be consistent. And not only can I be, I'm credible with myself. And in being credible with myself, I can do other things as well. And it unlocks this door of emotional independence from all of these external resources. And I'm thinking, Jeff, as we were talking, um, our podcast with Whitney Johnson, when she talked about the difference between saying who I want to be and who I am, I have thought about that so much because I think I have, I have hid behind a little bit the phrase of who I want to be, not wanting to, feeling like, like in order to say I'm that person, I have to reach some kind of certain level that in actuality is kind of comparing to what other people are doing. And as I talk oh, to her, as we listen to her yeah. and this idea that if I've been streaking and I've been doing these things, I am, I am a person that writes. I am a person that keeps a journal. I am a person. So like I changed my B statement from, I want to be a person who's intentional in my actions to, I am a person who's intentional in my actions because I am doing things every day. It doesn't have to be at this arbitrary level that always is just the next mountain over because I found somebody else who's doing it better than I am, which is always the case. And so I've really, I've, I've found a lot of power in that, that, that the streaking I am doing, I am doing those things. It doesn't have to be at a certain level all the time. And it doesn't have to be what other people are doing. It just is doing because I'm doing it. So it's become much you, more intrinsic. I know you guys have taken flack on the laughably simple and that people challenge you on that. All, all right. the time. A lot. I yeah. Am, I am all in on that. <laughs> I am. I'm not like 80% in your corner. I am 100% in your corner through small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Mm -hmm. And this little act of faith Yo, know, Jamie, what you just articulated about its its identity creation. Mm -hmm. You, it really I, is. I, I was perfect in this thing. I yep. am that thing. Yep. You know, I am the I am the creator. And I, I gotta. Can I share another Stephen Covey? Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I told I was with him. I was with a bunch of his sons. Oh, we were all there. We were with, with mm-hmm. his sons in Hawaii. Remember what I told him? I said, I can out Stephen Covey, you boys, on your dad. Like I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, this one's great. He's on Oprah. I'm not making this up. It was a big deal for the Covey Leadership Center when Stephen Covey was on Oprah for the first time. Well, yeah. And, right. For the Anything. first time. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. That. They were. They became friends. So he's on Oprah, and you know they they turn the mic to the audience at some point. And this little kid says, um, what can I do to become a more effective person? And so he gets off the habit. You guys are going to love this. I can't <laughs> believe I haven't told you this before. He gets off the habits and he says, make a promise to yourself every day and keep that promise. Right. And it's just this, right, this personal integrity to yourself, Mm -hmm. even if it's small. Right. That was that was his advice to the, you know, 12 year old boy in the audience on Oprah Winfrey. That I got chills as you were saying that, because it's true. I mean, just thinking of that, that make a promise to yourself and the and the flip side of it is I know how I feel when I've committed to something and oftentimes it's like something super big and then I don't keep it. And, and it just, it, it, it chips away at you. And so having these, having these laughably small things, these little drops of water that I'm consecutively and consistently keeping promises to myself every day, it has massive amounts of impact. That's, that's really good. As you talked about, and Chris, you talk about the intrinsic validation and Jamie, you talked about the I am statements. Mm-hmm. In the streaking app, so one of the areas that we've enabled in the streaking app is community, and people comment on people's streaks all the time as far as what they're doing in those streaks and how they're doing them. One of the, uh, so I had written a comment about this I am statement and how I want to be is the decision, you're, you're, you're still in the decision making process. Whereas I am, I have decided to be this person and I'm going to move forward with it. And in order to be that person, I'm going to do at least this laughably small thing every single day. It is the most powerful thing. It unlocks the most power that I have ever seen in my own life or in other people's lives. And and if you'd like to have a life free of regret, you know, maybe that. Maybe that's not, a hey, kids. That's not a small thing, <laughs> right? Huge. Those little things that that we re, we don't have to do that, and it doesn't have to be huge. You know, um, uh, that book, The Power of Small Wins, mm-hmm. might might share that might be worth an episode at some point. They went back, um, they went back. The The Power of Small Wins people went back to the work that Frederick Hertzberg did on the '60s about human engagement. Wow. And, and, and Hertzberg's thing was, has been forgotten. I'm trying to, like, my personal quest is to get Hertzberg's research back out in the public. I blame Gallup. <laughs> Sorry, Gallup. Hertzberg's research was, look, there's a big difference between satisfaction and engagement. Satisfaction is all the reasons you might like your job. But engagement is why you like the work, why you engage in the work. And, and so he tapped into this and what he came up with was his only was, was two things. And I think you hit them both in streaking and it was progress and purpose. As long as you are making progress against something that has meaning, you're engaged, you're healthy, a human being, what human beings cannot handle is futility. It's like what you were saying, Jamie, when we get in that, oh, broken, I, it, I failed again. This is why the small win and, and, or the laughably simple is such a critical part to start building our self-confidence. You know, like a shark, we have to be moving forward. We have to be making progress and, you know, you ratchet it but, down. And it needs to have purpose, that feeling of purpose. Wow. So, Chris, as you have... Um... I know that, so one of the things you said and that I, I appreciate is this, you're 100% in the corner of laughably small things. And that's not always been the, the case as far as any one of us. We always want to go for the big, bold, and the beautiful. So how have you been able to ratchet it down and say, okay, I am going to go to the laughably small and share with us what some of your streaks are. You know my streaks? Yeah. I'm in. He got me, he got me recharged. I've been streaking for a couple of years. The pandemic 
Um, I, I had some great streaks that started in the pandemic with my, my working out and my water skiing. I have, I have a passion around slalom water skiing and I, I, I still... Okay, I knew I knew you had a passion around slalom water skiing when we went out on your back deck and you had some board nailed to the deck so that you could I don't even know what it was it's and the, I asked Constance I'm like what is this? <laughs> She's like that's that's Chris's water skiing thing it helps him. <laughs> no that's uh, it's funny but that's actually part of my streak. So one of my streaks one of my streaks is like I can ski okay, but there's like six things that have to happen. And you're the, the the caveman part of your brain does not want these things to happen. Like when you're the boat's doing 30 mile 34 miles an hour, you're whipping across the wake at 60 miles an hour, your brain is in life preservation mode. <laughs> it doesn't want to put the hips forward. It doesn't want to raise the chest. It wants to, it wants to do this. And so there's like different parts of the, of, the, of the cycle. Your body has to be in different positions. But the problem is your caveman brain takes over and you can only think of one thing when you're out there and you have to think of five things. So I made a streak and all my streak is, is five minutes of visualization a day. I did this since Hawaii, Jeff. Oh, wow. And it's, it's five minutes of visualization a day just on three elements of this pattern. So you talk about laughably simple. I literally, my streak is five minutes. I set the clock. I get my little handle and it's chest, hips, shoulders, chest, hips. And I'm visualizing the course. I'm trying to create this rut in my brain so that when I get on the course, it'll be automatic. But I've, I have spent, I was, I've been doing this for six years. I've never been able to get that in my brain. We water skied last week in Fort Lauderdale with, with um, Cambria and Mariah. And I hadn't skied in three months, and it's normally a disaster. And I have one of the best runs I've ever taken on wow. video. It worked, and it was, only, it was only two and a half weeks of this streak daily. And I had gotten that visualization process in my mind. I was able to do that. So like, I'm like, sky's the limit now. Like I can start, I can start moving on to other things, but it was a classic example of a very small thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, so, so um, everybody's like, why is he so excited about that? That's a big deal to me. You know what though? See, but the, and th this is the beauty of it. To me, it, it was a big deal. I don't yeah. care. I get no social media. It doesn't matter. No one, no one externally is into my water skiing. There's no <laughs> club. There's nobody clapping. I don't get to, no one cares. You look the same as you looked three years ago. Why? I don't, don't show me another one of those. I get no, I get no external validation at all, but I don't need it. I love this thing. It's mine, you know? Right, exactly. So right, what so are your other streaks? Yeah, streaks? what do you got? Okay. Yeah. So one, laughably simple, connect to either Aaron or Ben every day. Okay, those are your sons. Yeah, those are my sons. So I, got, I got seven kids. I got, I got five daughters that all seem to be doing good. I got two boys. Wait, so let me, wait, 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 wait. Is that because your daughters, like, they'll connect to you, you connect to them. It's not. So, and, that's and the reason part, I'm that's saying part this. Of it. Yeah, that's part of it. But the other part of it is just these, it could be a son and a daughter, it just happens to be two boys. They, they get stuck. They get yeah. in ruts. And so, so like, um, I've been really good on this street. So it's just like, okay, I, I, I called on a reference for Aaron. Uh, I touched base with Ben last night about what's going on. I, I always put this off because I'm like, oh, I, I like, oh, what am I doing about, what am I doing with Aaron right now? Benjamin, what are you doing? That regret. <laughs> no, no. I just, I don't have to move mountains. I don't have right. to solve the world. I just gotta, I just gotta touch base every day and something good comes from it. Wow. They know that love is invested okay. in them. I, I love the way that you said that in, for just a second where you're like, I don't have to move mountains. I don't have to solve problems. All I have to do is connect. I just gotta that, connect. Like that's a huge it's release people. as a parent to be able to say, I don't have to move the mountains that are in front of them. I don't have to solve their problems. I just want to connect. That's it. Just a simple connection that can happen in like really, to be honest, a million different ways. If you're looking at it and saying, okay, I connected in that way. Yep. 
Most of my streaks I get done in the morning before I even start work. Yeah. So I've got a vitamin streak. I've got, um, I've got a floor on 15 minutes of cardio. I usually do between 30 and 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. I have to do that for the skiing. But yeah. like you said, Jamie, I set the streak at 15 minutes. Yeah. Because it, I'll at least maintain. I won't go backwards at 15 minutes. Right. Um, I'll have to start over. I, I've got 10 minutes of weightlifting. Normally, I'm 30 minutes to 45 minutes on the weights. And, and if I can only get 10 minutes, I've got a couple of dumbbells under my thing. I can do yep. it right here. I don't have to miss that one. Um, ski visualization, I got. Um, I've got five minutes on a management book. So as I'm driving around, I don't just go to my fun listening stuff, but I got five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm in a thick management book, but I got one for you, Jeff. It's really good. But you got to swim through this thing, like to get the nuggets. So mm-hmm. I'm usually going 20, 25 minutes, but five minutes I can check the box. Yep. Um, uh, I've, got my, uh, I've got my monthly newsletter and I've got my weekly social media that, that you help me with. Um, so, nice. so that's, and then I've got something I do for my church, which is a, a, also a weekly activity. So the newsletter's monthly, two weekly activities. I got a daily scripture and I got a stretching. Those are my 11. So notice, notice here, just, I just want to point this out to streakers for just a second here. All aspects of life, there is an opportunity to have a streak around it. So Chris has physical streaks, professional streaks, spiritual streaks, and social streaks and family and yeah. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's family. You, you have streaks in all one of those areas. Now, one area that I would um, just raise to the level of consciousness is one of the things He's gonna that we do. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to suggest this. Some gentle, co- look, some gentle coaching is about to happen. Yeah, it's, it's about to happen. And that is this rather than focus on the time, it's the activity. So in other words, it's I'm going to do at least one visualization or five visualizations daily. Okay. okay. I'm going to do about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really curious about that. And so, one of so the activity is better than the time stamp. Exactly. Yeah. Because what happens is, and this is one of the things we found as we go with streakers across the board is they start to focus on the clock rather than the activity. And the activity is the key here. The activity of visualization is what you need to do. The activity of lifting is what you need to do. And that now it may take, like if you do, I'm going to do at least one bicep, one tricep, one chest, one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think I can get it even more laughable, even more simple, and I'll still get my, I'll still get my upside. Yeah. And that is that that's the coaching. Yeah. So now what, what you're doing is it's, and, and honestly, that's why I, I love what you do with um, Ben and with Aaron is connect with Ben and Aaron. The activity and that's is one what's of my, critical. Funny that you said that that's one of my better streaks. That's one yeah. of my longer, that is one of my longer streaks. Absolutely. And the that stretching is, is one of my longer streaks. I struggle a little bit more with the time activated with the, with the timestamp ones. Yep. Yep. And if you take the timestamp off and put the activity on, your streaks will remain a floor for, I mean, it just, it's the floor that you just keep going. Yeah, and I don't going really need on. it. I mean, I don't, if I get on the bike, I'm going to do something. I don't need exactly. the 15 minutes. If I get to the gym, I'm not going to do less than 10 minutes. Right. right. Exactly. You okay, very good. Yep. And now I have to give credit where credit's due. Where I learned that from was actually from you. And I, I, it sounds odd, but it's from the it's from the work of the four disciplines of execution. Because in lead measures, you yeah. don't focus on time; you focus on activity. activity yeah. And that is really where. And so what I that's what I thought 40X. about. I don't know that that's, that's me, but that's in forty X. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> yeah. Jeff. And, and and that's where, as you and I would talk about it. You know, for example, when you're trying to accomplish some goal of some sort, you are focused on the activity to get that goal. It does not matter how much time you spend specifically but it does matter how many times you do that activity and and i think that's what really set me free within streaking because uh, jamie you had a you had a time streak with the boys didn't you what was it well i don't know with the boys i know well wasn't it five minutes of reading yeah there were two that i there were two that i set as timed goals when we started which was write in my journal for five minutes and and read for five minutes and 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 the thing that's interesting is that you're you're exactly right is that that 5 minutes you do start to focus on the clock because i look at the comparison of what my streaks are now which is write one sentence in my journal or read five sentences to the boys which is the average size of a paragraph um but but so there's days that you know i got my one sentence out 
it can only take, you know, sometimes it takes 30 seconds to a minute to write that. If it's four minutes that I have left, I'm focusing on that four minutes. The, the one sentence is no longer, I, the, yeah. the activity hasn't counted yet. And I think that's what you were saying, Jeff, is that it's like the activity that you've done it, that you, that's what counts is that you did it. And so that's where I would go to, Chris, as you think about the time matrix, I change that to the activity matrix. Yeah. See, the activities that I'm doing in quadrant two are the critical ones that I do. Now, I may take a lot of time on those or little time, but it's the consecutive consistency that wins the day. It's, that's the compound interest. That's the thing that builds up through time and really brings the victory. And I think that's an interesting thing, too, because if you look at it, it's the difference sometimes that they talk about being busy and being productive in the sense that you can spend 30 minutes doing something and not really get much done. But you feel like, oh, I did something because I spent 30 minutes on it. And I, it's, so it's again, it's this focus on the time rather than than on the activity in kind of a negative way, maybe saying that. But the, the idea is the same, that the activity is is where the power is and the time Sometimes you can get a lot done in a little bit of time, and sometimes you can get not much done in a lot of time. And, and so if the time becomes the measurement, I think it dulls and, and maybe takes away from the power of the activity. Agree. So as we finish up here, this has been a dynamic conversation. Chris, as you go I know, forward, for me, I got, I've got like, <laughs> I got a half a dozen things out of it. You got to send me the file on this one. I, I want to oh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll send it over to you. As we finish up here, what was it? I, the, the thing that I I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if I've asked you before or not, but when you got into all the work of execution, I mean, you have this best-selling book and everything else. What was it that prompted you? Because it prompted you into the work of execution. Because, I mean, you've obviously spent a lot of time within the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You spent a lot of time on helping people to really become them best selves. But really where you put laser focus was on execution. What what took you into that? And how come you decided question. down that path? Yeah. So um, I really dove into execution, put all my eggs in that basket in 2003. Okay. So I was involved a little bit in 02. But it, so I'm, I'm really entering the, the 20th year now for this thing. And but it was something that happened in 96. In 96, I um, started a, a process of, of changing how I talk to my clients in sales. And I got, I got very disciplined around interviewing leaders. And instead of being transactional, I started to just really understand and and you know really get into their heads and between 96 and and oh, I'd probably say 99 th that that was an enormous education for me and it was during that period of time that that pattern of issues around execution kept coming up and I kept seeing I kept I didn't have words for it but you know several hundred leaders I had interviewed over those 3 years at a really deep level gotten into their world and then by 2003, that the company had started looking at that issue. And when I saw that, I mean, we'd looked at, we had 20 different leadership topics. But when I saw that, it really resonated with that work. So sometimes, I don't know if there's a moral in that or not. There is for me. I, I, I really want my kids to be engaged in something with full intent, even if it's not even if they can't see where it's going to take them or what it's going to be for, if, if you throw yourself into something, good things have a way of happening. I think that goes back to your, your um, purpose and progress. And because I love when, when you brought up the difference between satisfaction and engagement, I was thinking about those two words and I'm like, satisfaction gives you this, I mean, this idea of I'm good. I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I don't need to move forward anymore. Right. I'm, I'm good. And, and to me, I don't know if that's where I want to be. So this idea of, of looking at being like, no, we need purpose and progression. And when we have those things, that's when you really are engaged and you start to get movement. And, I, and with all my heart, I, I believe that I when I stop contributing, I am not a happy person. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a good really living a good life is not about having all your needs satisfied. 
If you're if you're going down that road, if you're going down that road, brace yourself for disappointment. Yeah. That is a mic drop. Jim Jim Carrey's wish for everyone is that they could get enormous amounts of fame and money just so they could realize how little it actually brings you. Hmm. Wow. Well, I think that's the mic drop right there. I think so too. (laughs) It has been a dynamic conversation with Chris McChesney, the author of The Four Disciplines of Execution, best-selling author there, fantastic keynote speaker. We've enjoyed having you and obviously great friend. We love being with the McChesneys anytime and at any place. So we'll have to plan another spring break. Next time we do this, we get Constance. That's right. She's going to be so jealous when she sees this. She's going to be like, what? (laughs) How come I didn't get get on? Why why am I not? (laughs) We'll bring her on. Other half of Chris McChesney. Yeah, next time you'll see a much more, much more controlled, subdued Chris on, <laughs> on, on the podcast. So a couple of things that I learned that I took away um, from Chris and uh, continue to. One, it's the intrinsic value that brings you what it is, who, who you want to be inside and your progress and purpose in life that takes you toward that. That's one of the things I, I really took away from today, Jamie. I just loved, I've always loved Chris and his enthusiasm and his ability to be able to distill kind of abstract concepts down to something that's very understandable. And so for me, it's, it's this, this idea of satisfaction versus engagement and, and that we want to be engaged. And the way that we have that is through progress and purpose, feeling a real purpose behind what we're doing. And the final thing, be a net contributor, not a net consumer. Contribution yeah, is where is. you get your purpose in life, right? Net contributor, Look not Look at these guys. Look consumer. at Jamie and Jeff, man, right? They are just, they have thrown themselves into a, into a work that's having a huge impact on my, not just me, but on my family, on my wife, on my daughters. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, really, it's really making a difference in the world. And I, I wish everybody all the best in this. Uh, it's a great effort. It's a great cause. Well, thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Hey, you can follow Chris McChesney on the Streaking app. If you download the Streaking app and look for Chris, you'll see him in there. Follow him, follow his streaks, and offer him congratulations on all the great streaks that he's taken together or start your own streaks. Again, that's the Streaking app. You can get it at the Apple App Store or you can get it at Google Play. Also, if you'd like to ask Jamie or I any questions or have us discuss a a particular topic, please reach out to us at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, at streakingmastery.com or... Jamie at J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. And if uh, you want to reach out to Chris, he's got his own website, Chris McChesney 40 x Is that right? Chris Yeah, Chris McChesney 40 xcom Go there. He's fantastic. Um, until we have the opportunity to talk again. Keep streaking. It's a little.